The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. This is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're welcoming back Golden State Mining. Code is GSM. Had a last sale of 3.9 cents for a market cap of around 4.5 million. Now we have Mike Moore, the MD, with us today. Lots to talk about here across a number of projects in WA, across gold, lithium and base metals. And there's, uh, given that market cap, there's obviously a lot of potential bang for your buck with this one. So let's get into it. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Good to chat, Barry. Thank you. I just mentioned there that uh, you've got an active 2022 ahead of you. Where do we start? You've got uh, you've got uh, the Yule, of course, and you've got this new one, Payne's Find, and the four-mile uh, well project near Leverton. What's happening in in the Yule up there near the 10 million ounce uh, Hemi deposit of DeGray Mining? What are you guys up to? Yeah, we've got, as you know, just over 700 square Ks up there. And we've currently got uh, approvals and we're hoping to secure a rig shortly for our next gold and lithium RC program. So that's a, a step up from the significant amount of air call that we've done. As we've discussed in the past, Barry, the Air Corps is our sort of primary tool up there. It's effectively our, our geochemistry, uh, understanding the geochem and the signatures of, of what we've got there. So the initial pass that we do there is all focused on the geophysics. And then we dial into those interesting anomalies and occurrences using the Air Corps. And then once you've established something of interest, then you're looking to secure an RC rig and drill deeper. So we've got similar cover to the guys at Hemi. We've got sort of 20, 25, 30 metres of cover in on average. And then when we come back, we like to probe a little bit deeper. So we've already had one RC programme that we conducted last year. and But this current programme that we're looking to initiate um, either this month or next month is very much focused on uh, lithium and gold. It's target two. Uh, at Yule and certainly there we've seen in the past where we've actually registered lithium pathfinder minerals so that was very exciting Uh, that was through the Air Corps program conducted uh, a year or so ago and we've also got an interesting uh, gold opportunity there so this this particular program that's coming up we're looking to do about 1600 meters and generally speaking we'll push those holes sort of 150 200 meters Obviously, if we see anything interesting, we'll be looking looking to go a little bit deeper. And yeah, all up for about uh, 1,600 metres on that programme should take a couple of weeks. Uh, assays, interestingly at the moment, a little bit better down at the labs. I mean, obviously at one stage it had blown out to nearly 12 weeks, which made exploration a real challenge. It meant that you know in the old days, on a, if you had a long programme, you were getting assays back before you completed the program, and then you could make some adjustments while you had equipment on site. Um, that, well, that was effectively not the case anymore. But uh, these days, sort of five, six weeks, uh, if you pick the right lab, you can get that those um, those results back, and then obviously plan accordingly. So last year we were really hampered due to those long lead times. It sort of almost meant that you could only 
you can have one or two programs at best on a, on an asset, which was really difficult, especially if you were reliant on results for forward planning. Uh, this year, it's a little bit better. So uh, we would expect yeah, to get those results back probably uh, late August, early September. And then we still got a, a good weather window up in the Pilbara to get back on site if we get some decent results. We're also planning uh, an, an additional Air Corps program up at, up at Yule. We're hoping to conduct heritage surveys there in the next few weeks. And we've got rigs penciled in sort of September, October time for an Air Corps program over a number of other targets including you know, base metals and gold targets. So you'll, you know, as we've said right at the beginning, uh, very underexplored, geologically a bit of a smorgasbord. We've obviously got, you know, we've got lithium pathfinders there. We've got gold. We've got gold targets. We've drilled gold numbers there. We've got base metals targets. We've got nickel targets. So really exciting, uh, big land package and still lots more work to do. But this next program, the RC, it's always nice to get RC rigs deployed on site, I must say. It really sort of moves you forward in terms of, you know, the uh, the viability and uh, the prospectivity of the targets you've identified once you're putting one of those rigs on. With your the AC programs in the past, and you, you'll be doing another one, I take it there's, uh, apart from target two, there's numerous other targets? There are, yes. I mean, look, initially we started with 25 targets there, when we had our original footprint of about sort of 350, 400 square Ks, we've now effectively doubled that. And Yule East was a significant contributor to that. So quite a lot of the work that we'll be doing in the next phase will be concentrating on Yule East. And we've got a, a, a significant sort of north-south structure there that we want to follow up. Uh, that was uh, identified for its gold and base metals potential uh, many, many years ago. Um, that was that was identified by Troy Resources, who had that ground. So we want to get back on there. So we've probably got, uh, I would sort of think, about 10,000 metres of, of drilling planned for that, um, hopefully September, October time. Unusual, because you've got both lithium and gold as targets in this uh, RC drilling. Well, I mean, obviously, in that Pilbara region, we've got uh, a, a number of, of, uh, of, of sort of granites, that, uh, that suit that. And, you know, there, there are a number of, I mean, obviously the Pilbara right now, uh, gold and lithium, especially with Hemi, um, but also with the, with the other significant lithium players, it's really turning out to be very, very fruitful uh, for those particular commodities. And, and, you know, we've got good infrastructure up there right now. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got a fantastic port facility. We've got um, airfields. We've got good roads um, and good access, good resources in the towns of Porthead and I mean obviously things like accommodation are stretched at the moment but we've got everything we need to be able to conduct our work so despite the fact that it's um, it's a long way from Perth we've uh, we've got all that we need there in order to be able to get on with the work. Um, I'm just trying to remember that the, talking about the lithium gold combination you can find in the Pilbara I'm just trying to think of that gold mine there very close to uh, Pilbara Minerals Pilgangora project which predated Pilbara's uh, lithium business there. And the gold mine is uh, right next door. I think it's got about six, 800,000 ounces. It's really interesting. Because of the cover, as we've discussed in the past, uh, not a lot of serious exploration has been undertaken. Obviously, as an explorer, you look for the low-hanging fruit, you're looking for outcrop, um, etc. But this area, significantly underexplored. You know, we've got the shoal shear on the northern section of our tenements, 
again, that's such an interesting structure, all sorts of things happening there. You know, we've got, you know, if you think of Wim Creek, we've got copper up there. There's a, a significantly high-grade silver, silver mine up in that region. We've got base metals. Really, you know, I mean, a little bit like the Patterson, where, but the Patterson, they've got significant cover. You know, we've got that sort of 25, 30 metres of cover. There is, there is outcrop. We just don't have to have any on our tenements. Um, it really is an exciting, exciting region. We've got a number of junior players up there line their trade and obviously the the, the hemi discovery was a wow a, a wow moment in terms of you know discoveries in this state absolutely fantastic you know underpinned the viability and the opportunity um a lot of people dismissed it didn't think it was going to be what it was going to be but it's proved they you know they proved them wrong there's it's it's a strategic asset that and it'll be interesting to see how that ultimately is developed but i guess Investors are now probably thinking, well, is there another one? Surely not. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we think that there is there is more opportunity there. You know, we've had a we've had a you know, if we if we think about um, you know, some of those interesting discoveries over the last sort of few years, uh, you know, if we think about Chalice, you know, that broadsided everybody who would have thought, you know, there are opportunities out there. And, uh, you know, that region of the Pilbara with its with its smorgasbord of, of of prospectivity in terms of you know copper assets, gold, we've got lithium, um, and you know and base metals. You, you think well, it's only a matter of time, and we've just got to ensure that you know we get those runs on the board. We keep investors interested in that region, and collectively as a, as a group of, of companies, we've uh, we've all got a responsibility to do that to uh, to to ensure that the investors understand the opportunities there. And then it's a case of you know. With, uh, with that interest, hopefully comes uh, the appropriate level of funding so we can continue to do the work. Now you're, you've obviously taken a very systematic approach to uh, your efforts in the Yule, um, but is it fair enough to say you are now at the pointy end of the business? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, uh, no doubt about that. As I say, we've refined uh, a lot of those targets. We've drilled, you know, over 45,000 metres uh, of drilling up there and really starting to understand what's going on. And, and, and obviously, we've had some you know, quite decent intersections. Uh, it, so it demonstrates that we've got gold there. We've just got to make sure that we, uh, we find it in significant concentrations to make something uh, that looks, uh, looks viable and economic. And, um, but, you know, last year, not wanting to sit back on our laurels and, and rest, we took an opportunity to work with uh, a couple of uh, you know, significant technical uh, expertise here in, in, in Australia and we took a broad brush approach to WA, which is which is pretty much where we want to be involved. And we looked for looked for opportunities that have been missed by other players. So primarily using geophysics. Last year we had a exploration footprint mid last year of just over a thousand square k's, and uh, and we pushed that to just under five thousand square k's. And predominantly looking at gold and the battery metal space. Uh, that was it was too good an opportunity to pass up at a, at a time. Um, when you know these expertise were available, and we've been working with these guys for a significant amount of time, so we picked up projects, uh, an interesting nickel PGE project down at the Eucla. Um, we've got gold at Southern Cross, uh, and one that we're particularly proud of in terms of the targeting work that was done was was obviously Payne's Find, one that you know about. Uh, we engaged the services of Dr. Marcus Sweetapple. Marcus is a one of the preeminent lithium um, geologists and specialists here in Australia. We've got a relationship with Marcus going back four years. In fact, pre-IPO, when we were originally 
conducting our sort of preliminary work pre-IPO on on Yule, funnily enough, and that had you know been identified even way back then as uh, as prospective for lithium, and Marcus has been helping us there. But we put Marcus, you know, to the task of finding us. So all the low-hanging fruit had been picked up in terms of lithium, and we mm-hmm. said, "Look, mate, we want to go back. We want to we want to have a look at all the geological work that's been done. Let's go back to the geophysics, all, all that uh, big data that's available, and let's find a spot." And uh, we're pretty pleased with picking up that ground at Southern Cross, and, and actually, since then, since originally picking it up, we've expanded our footprint there on the basis of the Tempest discovery, the the Malaya um, discovery that they've had there. So we picked up some more ground based on the work that those guys have done. So that really is an exciting opportunity. We're pretty much all granted there, save for one or two tenements. Once we've uh, got this drilling done at Yule, this next phase of RC drilling done at Yule, uh, we're looking to deploy on site, get uh, get a load of mapping and geochemistry done. And ideally, we could be drilling that thing later this year. So Payne's find is uh, lithium slash VMS style, given the Tempest discovery 30 k's away, plus the you know Golden Grove's not that far away either. Initially, it was just all about the lithium. Uh, and obviously, Payne's find has got a bit of a bit of a history with gold, a bit of a checkered history with gold, but that wasn't why we were there. Uh, we were there predominantly for its lithium prospectivity. Uh, and then, you know, lo and behold, uh, the boys at Tempest uh, did their work and they came up with a Malaya discovery. And so on the basis of that, we picked up um, uh, some more ground to the west of where we are, um, purely based on the results that those guys had had and the sort of structure that they were that they were finding and they were getting the results on. Um, it wasn't our primary primary focus, I have to say. Um, but you know, you've you've got to be adaptable and you've 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 got to be able to move quickly in this business. And um, and you know, they did some really great work. I mean, amazing that their ground had, had never been a tenement in the past. I mean, who would have thought a piece of WA hadn't been held as a tenement um, and in, in that particular region? But no, for us, it was primarily the, the lithium focus, but obviously eyes wide open now in terms of those VMS-style opportunities. And uh, you're about, what, 30 k's from them? We are, not far. Uh, and if you, look at, um, if you look at the geophysics, um, the, the, there's a there's a, a boundary structure there, and we're we're sitting right on that. So uh, we'll certainly be spending a little bit of time, um, you know, keeping a good eye on their results, and then and planning a, a good program, hopefully, um, for August September time. Now, uh, four mile well near Laverton, yes, uh, twenty seven holes just completed uh, mid August, perhaps uh, assay results. Yep, hoping so. Uh, they shouldn't be too far away. Maybe uh, three, four weeks away with a bit of luck. Uh, so yeah, hopefully early to mid-August we'll have those. And obviously, you know, that area at Four Mile Well has been part of the package since IPO, and predominantly seen as granite with uh, with some greenstone slivers. And to the north, entirely mapped as granite. We did some work up there, found some old water bores, um, and we, you know effectively establish the fact that there's there is greenstone that hasn't been mapped. Uh, we've got one additional tenement that's been granted. That's the one where we were conducting the recent drilling, you know, just over 1,100 metres of, uh, of air cooled drilling. And that, again, is to establish some geochemical signatures, and then hopefully we'll be back up there drilling again if we can get some decent results. But the, the tenement furthest to the north, it's uh, still under application, hopefully soon to be granted once we've resolved all the, all the uh, sort of administrative bits and pieces. We really do like that. We definitely think there's um, unmapped greenstone up there. 
And we've uh, there's a, a number of water bores. We've got some rock chips there and had some work done on those. Looks pretty interesting. So uh, definitely not done at, uh, at Four Mile Well. And again, great location. Laverton's close by. Logistically, very easy to manage. That's why we, A, we, we like working here in WA because we understand it. And it's very easy for us to manage it, you know, cost effectively. You know, we're not dealing with an overseas jurisdiction and all the duplication that comes with that. And, uh, you know, we've got good assets in, in areas where we can we, we can readily access. And again, we've always tried to pick up tenements in, in areas that the investors understand, uh, you know, whether it's the gold fields, whether it's the Pilbara, you know, Southern Cross, um, down in sort of the Euclid Fraser Range type area. These are areas that investors know and they understand the prospectivity and the opportunities. And there are areas where you know, we've had you know, world-class deposits discovered. Now, very active program, as we've been talking about. How are you offer cash? Yeah, well, we raised two and a half just before Easter. Um, so sitting around the four million mark, uh, we've got some investments in Caprice, who we JV'd some ground with uh, last year. So I think... You know, it was it was great to get that away before Easter. Uh, you know, we just felt that it was a good time to get it done. There was still appetite in the market. It was, you know, we, we were it was strongly bid. Uh, glad we're not having to consider that now. Um, but you know, you know, sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't get it right. Sometimes the market's with you and sometimes the market isn't. But you know, thankfully we got it away at seven and a half. Pleased to get that done. And now we can just concentrate the back end of this year. On getting those work programs done, you're primarily focusing on yes, Formar Well, Yule, and Payne's Find, and then doing all of that sort of you know non-sexy backer house diligent geological work on the likes of Eucla and Southern Cross. Really like Southern Cross, good good um, good footprint there, and uh, and an area that hasn't had a lot of exploration. But again, we we define that more through the geophysics than the geological mapping. If you looked at the geological mapping, you wouldn't necessarily have been so enthused. But once you once you got into the geophysics, um, you could see that there were some interesting structures there and, uh, you know, a lot of gold occurrences to the north of where we are, um, and that structure continues. So, you know, these are all sorts of really good technical work that's been done by the team, and then we're just looking forward to getting out there. Again, it'll be conducting some soil programmes, and then working up some air core and then hopefully getting into RC. You touched on it uh, there, Mike, that uh, things have changed a lot since Easter in the, uh, the world uh, for junior explorers. I'm interested in your thoughts on what, how do uh, juniors uh, cope in this sort of environment? I think if you, if you invest in the junior sector, you, you, know, you understand the, the, the high-risk nature of the work that we undertake. And, and what you want to do when, you, when you're looking to invest is, you know, you want companies with, with good management, diligent management, good technical expertise, a broad network of, of consultants that feed into that work, um, people who are, who are active, because there is no point in being involved with an explorer that isn't active, because if they're not active, they're not giving you a chance. And so, you know, the, sometimes the natural reaction of an explorer in this sort of environment is to is to pull back you know uh, is to is to limit the expiration and to preserve cash but unfortunately you still have outgoings you know there's still a cost of running that business and so our view is that it's still very important to conduct prudent sensible exploration because you know when things pull back it means that you know there are people available uh, rigs become more available 
Um, if other people are cancelling exploration programs, that's great for us because it gives us access to rigs and people, and we can get out there and do the work. And 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 so I, it's 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 a little bit of folly sometimes when people sort of batten down the hatches and um, lay lay people off. It, this is often a great time to get good work done. So although more broadly, it is it is difficult when the taps are turned off and investors. Um, you know, take their eye off the junior market. But what we've seen in the last couple of years is that investors' faith in some businesses has been amply rewarded. And if you consider a degree, a business that had been around for 20 years, they've just celebrated their 20-year anniversary. Um, you, know, you stick with a you stick with a business um, and you have faith in them, and they, they they can turn up something. You know, and and again, the guys. The guys at Chalice, you know, did the same thing. And, and those are the sorts of things that give us faith. That's why we get out of bed every day, because that's what we're after, to be honest. Um, we, we, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult realm to be in. We don't have any income. You know, we're reliant on shareholders to provide us with those funds to go and conduct the work. And, and in doing so, what we need to do is to prove to them that we're doing work, it's sensible work, we're picking up. And the one thing about picking up ground last year for us was that, we did some work, you know, the work that led to us picking up nearly 4,000 square case of the state probably cost us less than 20 grand, you know. And if you add that to the, to the cost of pegging that ground, you know, very, very low cost of entry for investors. You know, we didn't do a, a deal where we gave away maybe half the company or a third of the company to buy an asset in. You know, very cost effectively, we picked up some really prospective and interesting ground. If one of those turns out to be a winner, wow. You know, that, that the cost of acquiring that and doing the work minimal. And so the return to shareholders in terms of you know, bang for their buck is, is fantastic. So, you know, it, it is a difficult time, but it, within those difficulties, opportunities present themselves. And if it means we can get out there and do the work we need to do, then that, that, that's good. And, you know, and six months, this, this, this whole situation can change. And what, and what we do know, and I think more broadly is accepted, that there is good demand for those, for the metals that we're exploring for, when you consider, you know, gold and battery, you know, gold is still strong. But those battery metals, absolutely. You know, we are, you know, the world has got to understand that we really need to, to, to focus on exploration for those particular minerals. Um, otherwise, we're simply not going to have enough um, supply to meet that demand. And, and we think we're in the right position. And, you know, those um, end users are going to have to consider getting involved with explorers, uh, you know, who are at earlier stages of their work. So um, obviously I've been on my on my soapbox about that recently, but I but I really do believe that well-run companies will attract that sort of um, investment. So there we go, folks. Some great insights there, Mike, on the uh, general conditions in the industry. But we uh, get back to uh, a lightly capitalised 4.5 million um, explorer, leveraged to the upside across uh, well three key projects at the moment. But uh, as Mike's been explaining, using geophysics to identify uh, new opportunities across uh, WA, the biggest and the best, the Golden West. So, Mike, interesting story. Thanks for your time today. We'll be watching with interest. Thank you, Barry. Always a pleasure. Cheers.